I'm someone who loves trying out different makeup looks, but doesn't really wear much on a daily basis, so I like to focus on making sure I have high quality staples. And whether you like a fresh face, full glam, or somewhere in between, you've probably seen Thrive Cosmetics Viral Tubing Mascara. I've certainly seen it everywhere, you know the one in the turquoise tube? So that mascara, along with all of Thrive Cosmetics beauty products, are certified 100% vegan and cruelty-free, which I look for in makeup, and they've got excellent quality to match. And something I didn't know from all the mascara videos I've seen is that for every product sold, Thrive Cosmetics donates either that same product, another product that is needed more, or a monetary donation. They've worked with over 500 nonprofits to help with a wide range of causes like supporting cancer survivors, people experiencing homelessness, education access, and so much more. Knowing that makes me feel even better about using their products. And I do enjoy using them. Like I said, I like having high quality staples, and so my favorites are products that are multi-purpose, like the Brilliant Eye Brightener. It comes in a bunch of colors, and I like using them as eyeliner, eyeshadow, and even highlighter. Thrive Cosmetics is luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 20% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com thrive. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S, dot com slash thrive for 20% off your first order. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. Oh, Tony, baby. You're a mess. Uh? Thank Grimes, it's Tuesday. It's time for Trend Lightly. Are you ready? The trending news podcast for anyone who is literally not an absolute virgin. <laughs> extremely online, extremely clueless, horny for Bitcoin. Oh, baby. You're in the right place. Now it's time to meet your host, the Irish-American tornado and the real princess of Wales. We are back. Molly McAleer and Tiffany Maddox. Welcome back to Trend Lightly, everyone. I'm Molly McAleer, and with me, as always, is my lovely co-host, Tiffany Scott Maddox. How are you, babe? <laughs> I love being called a lovely co-host. That makes me yeah. feel like one of those girls on deal, on deal or No Deal, you know, that, like, opens the boxes. <laughs> well, like- <laughs> yeah, that's more like, like, one, like my, like, you know, assist, my lovely assistant. Like, I don't mean that. I mean it in, like, I think you're lovely. And, like. I think you're lovely. <laughs> yeah, you're not you're not revealing like the boat or something on the price is right to me. Like you are <laughs> help, helping me in a, in a lovely way reveal some of the internet's deepest darkest secrets. Oh yeah. Yeah, I've got I've had a big week. I don't know about you, but like I almost died. So I've had a near death experience. I got choked on some plastic. Oh, which I terrifying. saw that. Well, like, lawsuit <laughs> impending. What's going on? Well, I'm just going to send it back to them. They did give me like a free week <laughs> of food. <laughs> I'm, I'm not very litigious. We're not very litigious here. So I was just like, oh, that, that kind of sucks. Wait. So it was a protein waffle. Are you on a meal plan or something that they're sending you like a week of food? 
yeah so it's it's this company i don't want to i don't want to say the name because this is a very bad review of them but they're usually really good and they do like they'll send like prepped meals and i usually have like two or three days a week like in the fridge and it's particularly good for like if i'm having an insane work week and like you know when you just can't think you know you just we've discussed i mean it's probably why you're such a soup girl but there are days where you're just like i need to eat something that is like adequately nutritious but i don't want to have to think about it and i don't want to have to do anything about it so they send like yeah so i have like two or three days in my fridge so i can just grab it and one of the things i love that they do are these little like buckwheat waffles and they do them with a like a coconut like plant-based cream and a like hazelnut chocolate sauce and it tastes like nutella waffles but they're like you know they've got other things in them that aren't just sugar and these are my favorite things and i was so excited they were in my box this week and then it was the first one i had and it like it turned my stomach it made me really sad oh that's yeah that's very upsetting is this like a a, like a something that people might use to like lose weight or something like those kind of we have like a lot of like celebrities will do that when they like need to make weight for a photo shoot or something. They'll like, it's like, like 100% organic, like very limited macrobiotic. Yeah. yeah. But it's like, it's, it's like the food is really good. And you, I think it's used quite a lot for people who've got maybe like complex dietary needs, but like you don't want to eat crap because it is like fresh food. So like you can put in like if you're dairy free or whatever and they'll send you dairy free like meals or gluten free of course and but it's not like I don't know what it is like calorifically because it you can kind of opt out of that stuff. Calorific and it's quite I've never heard that what <laughs> it made me choke. I've never heard that word. Did it tickle you? Yeah, it did. It gave me a little tickle in my throat. <laughs> well, much like the piece of plastic that I had in my throat. Yeah. But it's good. It's really, it's, it is like, it, the food is so good. It isn't like, it isn't like gross, like gym bro food. It isn't like horrible, like extreme weight loss food. It's just like good nutritionally dense foods. Like I had, um, I had one of them this evening actually it was like a kind of like greek burger with tzatziki and this lovely little greek salad and some butter beans it was like stuff that i would never usually like have the i don't know headspace to be asked to cook yeah but something that feels like kind of really hearty and really wholesome and delish um so i love it it's my favorite thing for when i'm working from home like which is all the time there's just a few days where i just can't i just can't be asked but, you know, I watched this thing, I need to tell you about it really quickly, on Netflix yeah. that I'm obsessed with. It's called Physical 100. Have you seen this? I saw you post a clip of it, and it looks awesome. It's so, oh God, it's so good. I think you could, I think you could get pretty baked and enjoy it. So it's like, is it, uh, is it like a Japanese show or something, or Korean or something? And like, it's- Yeah, it's Korean. It's a good- like a death match (laughs) well kind of yeah kind of it's like they've got the hundred of the like hundred koreans and some non-korean it's really funny because they go like we wanted to get a hundred people together of all different like shapes and sizes and types and races and find out what is the most like genetically like what's the most optimum body to have Um, and we're going to put them through a series of challenges to see who the last person standing is so they have like there is like a degree of body diversity in that there's like 
some people who are clearly like powerlifters, some people who are like bodybuilders, there are like Olympic athletes, there are people who have very physical jobs like farmers or mountain rescue. There's like a guy, there's like an 18 year old boy who's like a taekwondo, like amateur, whatever. There's women in there. There's one German guy who speaks Korean. There's one American guy, and it's my favorite thing because he speaks Korean with an American accent. Okay. Love that. He's a, a baseball player. But anyway, so they have them like gather in this room. A lot of them are like uh, quite famous in Korea as well. Like a lot of the people are like fitness influencers or big Korean YouTubers. There's a guy whose name is Bulk Up, who I think has like a supplements company who looks like, I don't know, the Korean. He looked like if he wasn't, well, he looked like he would roll with like KSI and the Sidemen. He's like of that ilk. Okay. <laughs> you know what okay. I mean? So yeah, his name's Bulk Up. I don't think it's his given name. I think he might've changed it. Sure. And they come into this room and they have these like casts of their bodies and they're like all on these like pedestals and they have to go and stand next to a cast of their body. And then they go through these physical challenges and if they get knocked out, they have to destroy the cast of their own body, like the kind of statue of themselves, which is so dramatic, like with a hammer. And they always say some shit like, my muscles are useless. <laughs> they like smash it with a hammer. It's so good. But you know what? It is so gay. It is the gayest thing I've ever seen. And if you, I was like, going to say. I know our audience very well. And I would say it's gay men, mentally ill women, mentally ill gay women. <laughs> And yeah. if you are gay, mentally ill, this is the show for you. <laughs> you know, first of all, I agree, 100% agree with that assessment of our audience, <laughs> largely anyway. And it's the this is the best. This is the best. I, no, I'm that's so grateful. That's who you want to be around. That's who yeah. you want to be around. Absolutely. There was like, well, there was definitely a vibe to that clip you posted. That I was oh my like, God. <laughs> hmm. this is like, ex it's like, I, I don't know. There's something about it that's like borderline explicit to me. Like when I see something like that and I'm like, how are men watching this? And like, <laughs> not like straight men, like same with wrestling. I'm like, how are straight men watching this and not seeing it for what I see it as? Which is like <laughs> the gayest thing I've ever seen. But there's this new show here called, well, Dana White, you know, from UFC and slapping his wife on New <laughs> <laughs> Oh, like the person Jake Paul bullies? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there actually was a, um, he has a new show called uh, like Slap Fight, I think, just or Power Slap or something. Mm. And it was going to be called Dana White's Power Slap, but now it's just Power Slap because he's a liability. And so the show is like, yeah, have you seen those like Russian slap fights? Yeah, remember Logan Paul was gonna do one and then he pulled out because he said that he was so afraid he was gonna kill someone with the power of his slap, which is like, okay. Right. okay. Yeah. And they had a slap fight as well as like part of like the sideshow circus where with like Ric Flair and Pete Davidson at that thriller fight between Jake and I don't know, one of the guys, Ben Askren. Mm-hmm. So this this fight has gone. This type of fighting has gone wide in the states here now, and I it like my friend hates it. You know what I mean? Like he's just like Molly, this is insane. But I'm like, no, this is great. Like this is way better than watching some guy like take a ladder to the face than <laughs> the way that we do. <laughs> yeah, and it's like nice because you can kind of predict, like especially the way that they match people up. It's like never really like the big burly guy that 
wins. It's like this really just like tiny sort of guy that just has so much power in his hand. And then we went through. So we went through like the part where they are like doing just like eliminations. And I didn't realize they were making like a making the band house. So then what (gasps) happens next on the show is that all these guys like move into a house together and like it has the energy of like early real world where like people would just like run into the house and like throw their butt like their bags down on the bed that they wanted. It was like <laughs> that, but they're like older men. And so it kind of like looked pathetic. And then I realized this show's just gonna be like sort of mostly a reality TV style show. Oh my god. And about a slap house. But it's a slap house, yeah. And they did like, you know, basically they had to do a day of at the gym of like getting like all of their vitals tested and like the power of their hands and like making sure that (laughs) making sure that everyone is like equipped to properly slap and stuff. But it's interesting because I, I saw a lot of people that really like. I mean, I saw a lot of people that really like. They weren't slapping correctly. Like they were getting a little bit too much neck or ear in it. Ooh. And it's like there's that's pretty to me. That's like that. That's a big DQ. That's like a really obvious big DQ. So I was very like very confused by that. But um, yeah, it's it'll be good. The slap fight thing. And I, and I will watch physical 100. because I guess I'm into watching people fight now. So. <laughs> okay, I'll watch Slap House if you watch Physical 100. I will. I, I, I will watch Physical 100. Sorry, guys. I'm a little bit sleepy today. I overindulged a little bit in sleep. So now I'm like extra Too sleepy. Too much of a good thing. Too much of a good thing. But better than usual things that I do too much of. So <laughs> we have quite the fucking week here. Oh, my God. Haven't we just? What a gift this week is. I don't think there's any essay in this. Well, no, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, there's always going to be a little essay in the news. But okay, wait. So. okay, Michaela, what do you know about Michaela? I'm never going to pronounce her her last name. I think she goes by uh, Michaela Jane or something on most of her socials. She's like a Boston influencer who kind of blew up on TikTok in. You know, like the 2020, 2021 era. And she's just huge now. She's like, I don't think she's on YouTube. YouTube's kind of dead anyway these days. But Mm -hmm. I think she's like, you know, she's big on IG. She, like, there's a video of her and Rihanna that went crazy viral. There's a video, like, she's like, you know, often with like Selena Gomez, I think. Like, she's like a really big, amba- like, beauty ambassador, sort of. Yeah, I think she's part of basically the next generation of, of beauty influencers that ha- kind of had the opportunity to pop off and like reinvigorate the genre because of TikTok. I remember I, you know, she was very early, like, me and Bailey always talk about what would be in our YouTube starter pack, you know, like stuff that you would get of like, these are the people to subscribe to. I feel like Michaela is in a lot of like TikTok starter packs that when you first get on the app, if you're interested in beauty, you'll come across this young woman who seems very down to earth and very relatable, which is such a breath of fresh air. Or certainly when I first kind of started watching her, I felt like such a breath of fresh air comparatively because she was so, she seemed so normal. She was very excitable. She has a very, 
thick accent, a very kind of like textbook Massachusetts, like kind of Boston accent, which is so endearing. And I think is one of the one of the things that is probably her most unique selling point is that she, you know, she'll do these really kind of like fabulous, very delicate eye looks. And then she will essentially sound like she's talking to you, like she's commenting on like a baseball game or something. Like she has like a real kind of like, I don't know, she has a slightly like tomboy energy to her. And I did, I, I did watch a lot of her in the beginning. And then I think as she kind of blew up more and more and more, I just kind of was less drawn to her content, but I would occasionally kind of check in and see that she was doing really well and feel very happy for her. Like, let's go over some of the big, because I'm having a hard time thinking of any other TikToker I've seen have like the lifestyle change that she has because right. it started out with Michaela like in sort of like a dank room, probably in Quincy or something like at her parents' house. She's young too. She was, it must've been like 22 or something. I think she's only 24 now. And, you know, like covering up her acne, like, you know, just talking about makeup, teaching people how she does it, occasionally getting it, you know, mostly like her acne struggle. She's been very transparent about her, some issues she deals with, like body positivity before that dating you know she's body dysmorphia she i believe also is like has dealt with bulimia or something like she's very like she really like owns it you know what i mean so to speak but like the the notable thing is like what she's doing is almost retro in the way that she really quickly found a boyfriend that she met online who she's now you know her wedding is in six months okay like (laughs) She's this is like she had a she got met like got her boyfriend like eight months and is sort of blowing up. Right. So this is like gone very quickly for her. They weren't even dating a year before that, that she was engaged, you know, and then they started renting a big house and she bought a big house. Then she you know, she just has so much designer stuff and like she's really like flashy in that way, in a way that's like it feels like old school youtube where you know it's like the gucci era all over again right and so that is a little bit i can't i can't really think of someone that's had a similar rise and like their lifestyle has changed so much Mm -hmm. i i think i remember watching a video was when she bought her first designer bag i think it was like a dior and she was so excited and yeah and then also like seeing yeah, seeing her home change, seeing the backdrop change, like it, the kind of it, the, her kind of morphing into the like the creators that we're quite familiar with, like when you just kind of see the same, you see the same beats kind of being here. It's those white IKEA. Yeah, it looks like Ta- it looks like Tati Westbrook's like ultimate beauty room when mm-hmm. she had her LA house, right? And Tati is like easily, you know. 10 or 12 years older than her and like been at the game for a long time. But again, someone who started with more like humble roots, like making videos at the vanity in her bedroom. Right. So I I don't know. I mean, it's just been a lot really fast for Michaela. I do think that like at the pace she has moved, if anything really serious were to happen to her influencing career, her lifestyle would be very difficult to maintain. Oh, Hundo P. It would. Yeah, I would imagine that. She's not had the headspace yet to create longevity for herself. 
Yeah. And yeah, especially with like, it's so easy to make enemies when you're talking about your personal life and your personal struggles, you know, because people get very, those are all things that people have experience with, right? And people really like to monitor how other people discuss those things. Oh, she also had the scandal where she was like, it's 5.13 p.m. and I just finished work. Like, you couldn't be in it. Like, you know, you should try to be an influencer. Do we ever discuss that on the show? I think maybe we very briefly glossed over it, but we didn't do it as like a whole story. Yeah. So anyway, I love Michaela, but she is like also gotten a lot of heat for using filters, very filtered videos, which is not like the most transparent way to review foundation or whatever so the video this week do you want to summarize a little bit of what's going on here because i'll use the wrong words (laughs) so there's been a bit of a push on tiktok l'oreal have brought out a new mascara and there are a couple of creators who are part of the kind of like l'oreal creator uh, i guess campaign michaela is one of them she posted a video where she stitches another creator who's like oh my god it's like i'm wearing false lashes she puts on the mascara the video cuts and then we see her, you know, after she's done a second coat and the mascara is like very noticeably, well, her lashes are very noticeably much longer. And she's like, oh my God, can you believe this? This is just like, this is just like amazing, blah, blah, blah. Some people very quickly pointed out that it looked like Michaela had on some of these kind of individual lashes that she was using and they could see them on the lash line. And then they start commenting about it. Michaela responds to one of the comments and is like, oh my God, no, I would never, I would never do that. Just just like three coats in my tight liner. Yes, just my tight liner. But of course, everybody jumps on it. They're taking, you know, they're taking screen records of the video. They're kind of zooming in and making edits and, you know, Lashgate kicks off. And what Lashgate does is... (laughs) defrosts some of the OG YouTube beauty gurus from times gone by, like the ghost of, you know, present, past, and fucking whatever Jeffree Star is. Yeah. Jeffree Star returns, does his kind of thing that he always does, which is hop on the controversy and does his own review. Manny MUA also. Escaping the Illuminati has not, (laughs) has not humbled Jeffree Star at all. Like he's like, that's right, bitches. I'm back to like take down these lying fucking losers. Like he's like, ri- like, and like the way, like I think he called like he's like all these fucking bitches out here. Like he said that on like Twitter or something. And mm-hmm. it's like, well, calm the fuck down. Like I don't think Kayla deserves to be called a fucking bitch. Like mm-hmm. that's like, and it's just so like. That sort of like his particular brand of like misogyny really has no space to breathe in our world anymore. Yeah. And I'm just like the amount of people who are like, yes, Jeffrey's coming back when it's like, babe, like he had to leave for a good reason for like a lot of good reasons from everything from like essay to like his racist past being brought up again to just, a you know, a wide variety of reasons like this, like crazy takedown of like James Charles and Tati and like bringing Tati back from the dead as well like it it, it was a bad scene like Dramageddon 3 or whatever oh yeah yeah I don't know did you watch the most recent him thing with him and Shane no I unfortunately did 
watch all of it. And there's a scene in it because like Shane goes, Shane Dawson, of course, goes back to Star Ranch in Wyoming. And, you know, the meat of the thing is about this kind of palette that they were going to release and then COVID, then controversy, whatever. But that never really comes to any sort of satisfying conclusion. For me, the really interesting thing is they're trailing, I think, in episode two that there's going to be a big reveal in episode three. And the reveal in episode three is that Jeffrey isn't going to do YouTube anymore. And I'm like, okay, no one cares. But what's kind of fascinating about it, and especially in the context of his comeback here, is that he does talk about TikTok. And he is almost like against his will doing these TikToks. He has a kind of like social media manager kind of person who comes in and films with him and films a bunch of TikToks. And he seems kind of like, a little tired, a little over it, kind of dismissive of it. But his thing is like, well, it's what the kids want, you know, the kids want the TikToks. But it's clear he's kind of like not really enjoying it very much. And he's and he's saying like, well, I'm deleting my YouTube channel because it's not getting any views really. And and then he's like, oh, but I'm I'm done with all of that. And he's trying to make it look as if he like this is a decision that he's made <laughs> for himself, as opposed right. to that people <laughs> simply stopped engaging with him on that platform right so yeah yeah it's kind of like getting dumped before he dumps you you know it's like that it's like well i don't want to be on youtube anyway he's like no one's on youtube anymore it's so lame and it's like uh, okay jeffrey but it's clear that like he so desperately misses that like that instant feedback because like how could you not like how could you not get high on your own supply if, if you were basically like the king of youtube for a couple of years so Anyway, I just thought it was interesting that like uh, for a platform he seems to have so much disdain for and, uh, you know, all of the all of the kind of stuff he said about wanting to stay out of drama and how he's kind of drama free now with his yaks is just such fucking nonsense. It is nonsense. It's like ab- it's absolutely like it's bullshit. Yeah. Jeffrey Star's a bad guy. Jeffrey came out of hiding. I saw Manny MUA for the first time in years also come out and do a mascara review because why wouldn't he? I'm waiting for Laura Lee to <laughs> crawl her way out of wherever she's been and also pop up. We saw Kathleen Lights too, who I don't know. I mean, I guess she was one of the bigs at the time. Right? I don't know. Is she still mm-hmm. around? I don't know. I mean, listen. People have to realize that there's like a chain of how this happened, right? How we got here, which is that like you couldn't trust magazines for beauty reviews because all of those things were bought and paid for, right? Then like because we didn't just like start trusting like 19 year old twinks for beauty advice for no reason. (laughs) (laughs) I always have trusted 19 year old (laughs) twinks. Like, there was a reason why that sort of happened, right? Which is that, like, people weren't being transparent. Jeffrey really prides himself on his transparency as well. But then, like, you know, there was just that world, that whole world was just so toxic that there was, like, you know, three rounds of major cancellations that happened. Yeah. And then now we have TikTok, which, you know, has a lot of the same imperfections. I truthfully, like, this whole thing isn't that fucking shocking to me because it's just like Mm-mm. guys like of course none of these things the only way I'll, i mean I, I don't know if i've said this on here enough before but like my makeup tip for like finding people find up someone who does makeup from mature skin because mm-hmm. like they are going to give you first of all more realistic 
like like a woman who's doing makeup for like women like 45 plus like she knows how to find like the right formulas for people who are like in their 30s even you know what i mean like yeah. they're just like yeah. this heavy drag makeup thing is not real like the way that i mean respectfully like michaela probably looks like a clown in person you but know of course like just because things can look really fantastic on like on camera because they're designed it's makeup for camera it's like mm-hmm. lit for camera and things don't always perform the same way like in the real world like it's just facts everyone has skin and so when you go to some of these like mature makeup pages or whatever they're doing makeup that's gonna look good in real lighting because like the whole thing is, is like you can't when the older you are like the more heavy makeup looks awful on you so yeah. i don't know that's just sort of my hack What's this conspiracy theory? Should we play this video? Oh, absolutely we should. Okay, so Grace Berry, I'm not Berry. I'm not super familiar with her. She's a she's a British TikToker. She's very funny. I saw a video too that was by a woman who does or be, sorry, she works on set with like the big mascara companies because like they are there are rules like in photo shoots like that where yep. you can't use falsies. There's like definitely a way to optimize anything. And she does a whole routine. I'll see if I can find it and link it for you guys. But she basically explains how you get photo shoot ready lashes. And she, yeah, I mean, she, the, the common thing with Michaela, I don't know if that's in this, in this video or not, is that she is using Ardell Wispies to fill out her mascara. Mm-hmm. From this day forth, we need to base all marketing degrees off this woman right here. I reckon she knew that we knew that she was wearing a false eyelash. She knew we'd kick up a fuss and it worked. Every bastard and their dog has bought the mascara. L'Oreal rubbing their hands together. Everyone's bought, I might buy it. I've got extensions on, I'll still buy it. She's the female Elon Musk. I respect it. Love to you and (laughs) L'Oreal. Yeah, I mean, first, yeah, she sounds, she's great. I love her voice and her attitude. (laughs) This is because this is about the serious seriousness that this situation calls for. It's not. (laughs) I honestly don't think this is the end of the fucking everything is that everything is catastrophic these days. Have you noticed that? I know. I know. It it really doesn't need to be. And you're talking to someone who was ready to hang couch boy in in the middle of town like i <laughs> i was gonna send couch boy to the gallows dude and mm-hmm. and this just it's just like i don't know i mean maybe i've maybe i just slept really well last night or something but when i look at this stuff i'm like this is kind of psychotic like the whole yeah. way the people have been acting is kind of psychotic okay wait so let's talk about Are you ready to shop? Rakuten's Big Give Week is back. Get 15% back at hundreds of stores, and it's all happening this week, May 6th to May 13th. It's the perfect time to shop for everything on your list for spring and summer, like clothing, outdoor gear, and travel. I know I'm using this week to stock up on some warmer weather essentials at Ray-Ban and Ulta, and I love that Rakuten even helps me save on travel at sites like Hotels.com. Rakuten really is the best way to shop, and you can save even more by stacking cash back on top of deals. Plus, during Big Give Week, that cash back is bigger than ever. 
With Rakuten, membership is free. And when you sign up and shop today, you get an extra 10% cashback boost. That's an extra 10% cashback on top of the 15% cashback. You won't see higher cashback rates than these. Go to Rakuten.com or download the Rakuten app. R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Shoppers get it. Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am thrilled to invite you to Rachel Uncensored, my podcast where I get real with my friends and celebrity guests, where we talk about all sorts of topics. From personal stories to hot-button issues, we cover it all. New episodes drop every Wednesday, so make sure you tune in on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored. Maybe the other mascara story, unless you have more thoughts. No, other than like, God, I think people were probably waiting for Michaela to have a major scandal, which is just the case when you watch somebody grow and you feel like you were there from the start and then suddenly they stop being relatable to you. So actually what you want to do is take them down a peg or two. I don't think like that, but I know that that's a common illness (laughs) is that that kind of sickness. I feel bad for her. I don't think she I don't think anything about this is by design. As in, I don't think this is this big conspiracy to get like Jeffree Star and Manny doing like, you know, L'Oreal reviews for free. I think she's probably, I mean, she hasn't responded since that when she commented saying that it was, you know, that it was all all legit. And then she's kind of gone ghost. She's gone offline. I think she will recover from it. I think I think she'll be incredibly sad and I think she'll learn some lessons. That's the only thing you can do, right? Is like people get mad because you're not addressing it, but they're more likely to forget it that way. And there's so much room to fuck up mm-hmm. in an apology that, you know, people don't like people are never happy with the apology they're given, which never. is fine. But it's like, you know, I mean, the nature of apologizing is that you can't expect forgiveness right but yeah yeah i don't know it's also just a lesson once again and i think sort of i've i've had to learn this lesson the more you give people to work with about you like the more it's just gonna be like a hellacious cancellation you know like shoot people just feel like they know michaela so much by now and you know they want to be like she lies about her Boston accent and like just get a, get a life you know what I mean get a fucking life so anyway so Julia Fox had you know once again quite the week on social it started with basically there is a trend on TikTok right now where I guess mascara is the new word that people are using to mean. Well, let's be real. It could mean anything well. from sex <laughs> to penises to like, like, I don't know, just like your significant other to there's like a variety of things that mascara is now the word, the word that people are using for sexual assault, because that word, like even S-E-G-G-S, like sex is like the A.I., sensors basically will pull that out i've even noticed Mm -hmm. that if i use a word like kill or whatever in a tiktok like like tiktok won't even let me it'll automatically delete it in my when i'm filming it oh i it's so wild i remember like trying to i don't know how these like true crime tiktokers seem to get around it without it just being like the like the most wild thing ever 
I remember trying to like script some stuff for Crime and Dine and being like, oh, I can turn this into a TikTok. And it was like, well, I can't because <laughs> it's like murder, kill, knife, child abuse. <laughs> right. Like, uh, yeah, not so much. Yeah. And so like, I'm going to just say it. Mascara is the dumbest fucking word I've ever heard used to refer to. And it's so the thing that kills me about it is that like. Sexual assault is very serious and like coming up with this like incredibly vague reference to it is this is not I mean this is like beyond the censors like there's a I can come up with a bajillion more analogous things than mascara right I don't know I just like it's just like it's so out there to me So I guess like what happened is, is that people are using this one trending sound to talk about what mascara means. And then that like even when you click on the trend, like it seems like no one is on the same fucking page about what mascara means, which is very frustrating. Right. And then like everyone's free. It's like it's like a fingerprint. Like that's what your FYP is like. It's like it's your like silo is so individualized that like you might not have seen any of those videos like I didn't or like you might have seen one like Tana did one that made it seem like it was about like just like dating like losers or something right so even though I don't expect Tana to really always get it so Julia saw a video that was from a guy that said I gave this one girl I gave this one girl mascara one time and it must have been so good that she decided that her friend should both try. She and her friend should both try it without my consent. And Julia Fox wrote on the on the video. I don't know why, but I don't feel bad for you. LOL. Okay, so then it turns into this dialogue on Twitter of Julia Fox condones sexual assault or like Julia Mm -hmm. Fox thinks that male sexual assault victims are like you know, or don't count or whatever, which is just like, oh, my God, it's OK to just not like someone, you guys like it's OK to just be like, she's my bitch eating crackers. I can't fucking stand what she does or, you know, to have, you know, some sort of like beef with her because of, you know, the Kanye stunt and like who Kanye has continued to reveal himself to be like, those are good enough reasons to not like someone, but like labeling someone as like a rape apologist because they don't understand this like hyper niche new slang that is is has been going around TikTok with probably mostly like 19 year olds is insane. It is. Like it's I really truly insane. Um, I felt like my head was spinning, dude, when I was like watching it. And of course, like, you know, I'm the number one apologist in the universe and I'm I'm constantly making excuses for bad people. But I like so it's like, you know, harder to take me seriously on it. But I'm I'm like, what it like I was like, how is she, like like I don't even know what you're talking about. And like no one could even explain to me. I like responded to some of these people. No one could even explain to me what it meant. Like one person said something like, It's because mascara is really personal. And if you share it with someone else, it's it's ruined. And I'm like, that's purity culture language. That's Ugh, like yeah. save your virginity. Do you know what I mean? Like <laughs> for your uh-huh. husband. Like, 
So that's, I'm like, that doesn't make any fucking sense. Like, these are all virgins talking about this. Absolutely. But then the other thing was like, oh, this one girl says, it's not my job to do the work for you. And I'm sitting there like, I'm so sorry, but like, show me the copy of like, the white, like white fragility where they talk about mascara. Do you know what I mean? Like, I'm like, what are you fucking talking about (laughs) doing the work? Like, there's no book on this, baby. Like, there's not. And, like, mm-hmm. even when I'm trying to find this out, none of you can even agree on what a fucking definition is for it. So yeah, it's just, like, very, I don't know, people just, it makes me sad because, like, the communication gap is growing so quickly. And, like, there's no, there's never any benefit of the doubt given. There's never any, like, that, you know, you should know. Like, that's, like, it's, like, well... Honey, like a lot of people aren't like, you know, and I mean, I am very online, but a lot of people are not online like that. You know, like, do you expect to just like, you know, are you going to like start yelling at people at the clinic counter next? Like, what the hell's going on? <laughs> well, this this always plays into my like burgeoning suspicion that like Gen Z and boomers have more in common with each other than they care to know. Like, I think that there's like a the boomification of Gen Z is is a real thing. But I, what you say about the FYP being a fingerprint is so very true. And it's so easy to see your curated corner of the internet as, as the internet, as like take it as read and assume that everybody has done the same work as you and has seen the same things as you and interprets the world in the same way that you do. And it feels like a very strange thing to me because it feels massively at odds with with a generation of people that are maybe more inclined to be sensitive around, you know, other people and, and kind of listening, especially around neurodivergency and gender and so on and so forth, but can't extend that level of grace to to just like everyday situations. I also think there's something that happens here around like the weaponizing of certain language because like we're also now au fait with certain sort of turns of phrase like you know gaslighting is is only a very recent term in the mainstream and it's the whole like do the work thing is a thing that I've seen used as a kind of like a comeback and a rebuttal because it sort of implies this intellectual superiority and I've seen it used uh, correctly which is like, I'm not going to sit here and educate you about why this is this reason, this kind of issue is particularly complex and thorny. Like you have to do the work. Like I'm not doing the unpaid labor. I'm not, I'm not doing that, which is, which is totally fine and legitimate. It is now being distilled down into just like the comment section being like, read it, read up about it. And like this refusal to engage in dialogue, it seems to be this really like, like out the gate kind of one in the chamber way to shut down a conversation which is like well if you don't know then you should educate yourself and it's like yeah bitch that's what I'm trying to do yeah and so like that's that's the thing too is like I feel like it's a co-opting of a really like serious sort of thing where it's like no you should not ask black women to like explain oppression to you like you should not ask them why that microaggression is offensive to them and like you know something that they are very much affected by like that's that's the that's where that comes from the you know you need to be doing the work on murdered and missing indigenous women you know what i mean and then they're like saying that it's like i'm sorry you're 16 years old 
And you're going to walk around the internet calling people like transphobes or something. And you just, because like, you don't want to, you can't be bothered to explain this like slang that you've hoisted upon like the entire English language. Like, it's just insane to me to see someone like yeah. co-opt that language. And then it, it, especially about something as serious, like sexual assault is something that affects, I would say it's one of the most pervasive issues in terms of anyone it can happen to anyone mm -hmm. it's it's you know it's not defined or like by like race or class or religion or like gender or anything like it can happen to anyone and it's just one of those things like bed bugs dog you know what i mean it's like when they have those bed <laughs> bugs breakouts like it can happen to fucking anyone and so it's like sort of like i don't know i just like resent this thing where it's like it's so easy to i mean julia fox is a, a is a you know as a survivor right she's talked about that so it's like i just you know i look at that and it's just like like you're invalidating victims actually mm -hmm. like you're it's like it, this feels almost like pretend or something like it's like you guys were living in a pretend world so i don't know but i will say that I had a friend say to me once, I probably have said this before on here, but like you can never assume that everyone uses social media the same way as you. So mm -mm. a lot of people were arguing that this guy had like essay awareness or something as one of his hashtags. And like oftentimes the, those hashtags, you have to click like more to know them. And also people, I saw someone make this analogy or like this uh, sort of example on in, on the Dumois Reddit yesterday about this, but like, there's gonna be people who are doing like hashtag Super Bowl for like you know uh -huh. a month after the Super Bowl because people like to optimize uh -huh. being seen on the app. So yep. a, a lot of times, like people just tune out when it comes to the hashtags, and people, a lot of people do not read, dude. A lot of people mm -hmm. do not spend time on the fine print, you know. So, and that's something like I've experienced like many times just like putting a, a message out into the universe and, and no one like responding correctly you know people just their eyes blur after like six words you know so yeah i thought this was so weird but then on the other side of it julia is also going viral because she did an apartment tour this week oh i kind of loved it i loved it i think people are like really blowing it out of proportion there was people saying that they were going to call like cps on her oh my god get fucked so it's basically just like a new york apartment where a like chaotic single woman and her child lives and it looks like a chaotic single woman and her child live there like this is her son is like two or something and his her entire house is basically dedicated to him like she has her Isn't bed in just? the living room yeah her yeah. bed's in the living room his his bedroom is like so cool. She put so much effort into it. And you can tell that she's got like shoe boxes in the kitchen, which is like, as she says, a very normal Manhattan thing. Yeah, there's like shit on the ground. But like. And there's mice in New York and like, I don't you know, it's just like it was this really wild sort of thing. And then there's also people being like, well, she's you know, this is the most again, she's so relatable. Yeah, I got I got a relatable vibe. And my reading of her apartment it's so wild to me that people were like thinking this was some sort of toxic environment for her child is that that her, that space is entirely built around that child like that seems like 
Julia is living in a in the in a corner of that apartment and has given every inch of available space to her little boy. He has his own bedroom, she does not. She got rid of her closet so that he can have a play area in her room. Like it's very normal, it's kind of messy. I have a theory about not to like rag on Gen Z because I think there's so much good in Gen Z, but I have a theory about actually young people in general on the internet and this idea of cleanliness and I think it comes from growing up online during a global pandemic because like my biggest pet peeve is children on that fucking clock app who like point out things that feel like very un you know unhygienic or you know there's a lack of cleanliness and it's because like they were locked inside for two years and told to wash their hands continuously and wear masks and so like at at a most like formative part of your brain developing like you learn that everything is dirty and scary and like it is no wonder that like people will comment on videos of people making food in their own homes just for themselves telling them to wear gloves which is kind of absolutely insane and outrageous and and not usually correct for basic food standards but it's just because we're used to being afraid of a disease that's going to kill everyone that we love so i think there is that and then also like clean talk is so huge and like the asmr of like keeping everything very very clean and tidy and like you know having a gadget for everything with those like bizarre chinese videos where there's a woman who comes home and like disinfects herself with what looks like a ray gun (laughs) that's like UV light, that there is like a a strange aversion to mess in a way that like I haven't really experienced for most of my life. Like, you know, perfectly curated homes and very, very clean spaces have always been the thing, but I haven't seen like such an outpouring of outrage around what are very clearly very normal lived in spaces before and in quite this way. No, it's very strange. And I think also it's a lot of like, I mean, there's a level of major classism to it as well, where Uh I think people see, because most of the homes that you see on TikTok, it's either like a filthy teenager's bedroom, which is like, you know, like it's like legitimately filthy and that's okay. You know, like teenagers are fucking going through it, dude. And and since when haven't teenagers had messy bedrooms? Mm -hmm. But it's a lot of like, God, I think it was like Julio Torres or someone who referred to it, but it's like a lot of kitchen island culture, like where it's like big kitchens that are just like spectacularly maintained. And like, that's one thing that you really see often. And when in reality, people like work, people like have things going on. There was a video that went viral this week of like a cat who had gotten into some K-cups and like. Oh. Put one in their water fountain and basically like had made a made themselves a little cold brew in their, in their <laughs> own water fountain. And people would could not move past the fact that this like water fountain was on the on the kitchen counter. And it's because most likely that they have a dog who always drinks the cat's water. And the cat is, I don't know if you've ever seen a cat you guys but they're actually really difficult to (laughs) keep off the fucking counters and you know it's always those comments of like well this is why you can't eat everyone and eat at everyone's house or like this is why you you know you can't go to like can't eat all the food at potlucks or whatever it's like well first of all motherfucker you're not invited to my house so (laughs) i don't know why you're talking about this like you're invited to my house 
Secondly, like if I if I cook something, I clean my counters with like bleach beforehand because I know that they probably got their little pee pee feet on the counter at some point that week. <laughs> and like that's and and that's like that's what animals do. That's what pets do. So it's kind of like this is just like I feel like I'm always I'm like living in this bizarro land a little bit with the way that people talk about how people keep their homes or whatever. And you see adults do it, too. And mm-hmm. I understand that you think that's nasty. But once again, you're not invited over. Like, you don't have to live here. And frankly, if you came here, I'd probably call the police. So <laughs> I'm not really worried about how you feel about my kitchen. But yeah, I just think it's like, I don't know. I think there's I think there's a lot of stuff stuff to it. And I don't know. I think that anyone who couldn't see that for what it was, which is like a mom who has like handed over her home to her toddler a lot of people just don't do which is that that's also a choice i don't know i found it endearing i thought it made me it just made me like her more same do you know who doesn't like her though azalea friend of the show azalea banks (laughs) (laughs) she's just evil she's just an evil (laughs) troll she's my favorite comedian at the same time yeah you haven't um you haven't read her response so i think that's uh let's get your reaction to it okay so she writes on IG stories, this was reposted by Julia Fox Source, which is one of my favorite Twitter accounts. So it says, wait, wasn't too long ago, Julia Fox was in Complex Magazine calling me a charity case for doing what everybody, what every celeb does, ask for a discount on the suite. We all do. Fast forward to her apartment tour, and she really has shoes in her kitchen and mice around her baby? Sis, that mouse will deaf be in the kid's cereal pissing and shitting. Your baby can get mad sick from that. There's zero, there's zero cute about that. Sure, you tried to let your racism fly and tried to paint me as some lonely, unlovable black woman, but I have six bedrooms, four bathrooms, two jacuzzis, and a sauna. Is poverty what comes, is, is, is poverty what comes with, quote, always dating billionaires? Like, what's the tea, sis? Who are you trying to fist fight with mice in the crib? LMAO and Leah from Mob was dead backing her against me. Ha 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 ha. And then there's another one <laughs> that says, It's the if you give a mouse a cookie for me, LMAO. Y'all be trying to do the five G's, but this level of white trashery is sad and pitiful. Because that's what it is, white trash. Calling her a hoe is too big of a compliment. There's depth some substance misuse at, the, at play. Damn girl, you can't even get a job at, at Richardson World or nothing. What's, what's Richardson World? I have no idea. I gotta say, this isn't one of her finest reads. Like, this is really, like, bottom tier reading from Azalea. I thought she would have more, like, given the, given the material that she's working with. I thought she would have more. It's no Kanye drinking a flat Sprite <laughs> in Times Square. <laughs> it's, uh, it's less visual. It's less lyrical. It has a little less like mm, to it, you know? It's like yeah. not a finest work. I mean, I don't do drugs and I live in chaos. Mm-hmm. Like <laughs> sometimes mm-hmm. you're just mental, girl. <laughs> like if anything, you should, you should know that. But yeah, I mean... Listen, there's definitely some criticism of Julia that's, I think, very fair. You know what I mean? Like, you don't have to engage with her if, like, you genuinely believe that, like, she, you know, she. it seems like she went on, like, four dates with Kanye, and then they broke up. 
You know what I mean? I actually do believe he probably was on good behavior when they were dating and she did not hear this like Nazi shit from him. I don't know. It's the other stuff that's also very problematic. And, and uh, you know, flipping out on his ex-wife and all sorts of stuff. Mm. But I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Very weird. We've all got to have a problematic fave, and Julia Fox is absolutely one of mine. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, this wasn't Azalea's best work, but she did make some points. Here's the thing. I don't think her... I don't think her house is filthy. I just think it's not tidy. Yeah, I agree. Like, I believe she probably wipes her counters down and stuff. And I don't know. I don't know. And, like, let's not act like a little mouse family is, like, you know, even a cockroach problem. I don't know. <laughs> it's, the, it's the reality of, like, of living in a city as well. Like, when I lived in, I lived in this building that was uh, like kind of an old building, quite a big old building that had been converted into flats. And there were quite a few buildings in it. It had a large like storeroom downstairs for like the bins and the recycling. And, and it was right in the center of the city. And like, if you, had a, if you had a mouse, like it was because everywhere in that fucking building had mice and it was an old building and they were moving through the fucking walls. Like, so it's kind of like, and also if you live in the country if you live in a beautiful house in the country there's a lot of field mice like there are pests around us and especially if you know you're not living in some like standalone you know detached house that's you know on a fortress of concrete then there are things that can happen and i remember like god i was I, i was driven insane by these fucking mice like trying to get them and i was like well I can keep I can keep sending them back. You know, I had like humane traps and like all the rest of this kind of stuff. And I was like, but they're coming in through like a shared space. So like there's just there's a point where that it's like, I don't know. <laughs> like I can deal with my own shit, but like I can't I can't knock on everybody's doors and be like, what are you doing about the mice problem in this building? Like it's anyway. I was really glad when I moved though, because they can't get they can't get me up here. Mm-mm. No. No, and I don't like it either. I, I, when I was having my house like sort of updated and stuff when I first moved in, so old, I said, for like my first concern above anything is like, you know, next to internet, is like I need you to make sure that that there's not no area on this entire property where a rodent could come into my house because that's the sometimes a little lizard will. Oh, yeah, I've seen a lizard. You know. Once I had a lizard in my bathroom, but I love a lizard. It I came through the front door. Mm-hmm. It was Aww. my fault. So, yeah, I don't know. A lot of haters out there. <laughs> this show is brought to you by Storyblocks. Whether you want to jazz up TikToks and IG stories with a unique font, need beautiful stock footage to beef up a video presentation, or keep people's attention during a YouTube video, Storyblocks is the answer to your needs. Storyblocks is a subscription service that provides an unlimited selection of quality royalty-free content that will make your work exceptional. HD and 4K footage, music and sound effects, and templates are all at the tip of your fingers. So if I needed it like an HD quality video of rhinos charging at the screen or someone who could be one of our listeners reading a book, I'd simply type it into Storyblocks and bam, it's right there. With monthly or annual plans, the prices on Storyblocks are predictable, meaning none of that a la carte stuff you run into on royalty-free sites. 
All of the content on Storyblocks has clear-cut licensing and coverage, meaning there's no royalties or legal jargon to sift through. Enhance the quality of your editing in the easiest way possible in your favorite editing program with pre-made motion graphic templates. There's, there's a Premiere Pro plugin to Premiere Pro itself, so you don't have to bounce between Premiere and the website. Start making more dynamic content with Storyblocks. Learn more about Storyblocks by going to storyblocks.com lightly or clicking the link in our description. That's storyblocks.com lightly. Now, Caroline Calloway. Yeah, I was going to say, speaking of problematic New York apartments. So you guys will remember when we, well, especially when Tiffany beautifully read the, <laughs> the, <laughs> the affidavit. Copy of, yes, the affidavit for her landlord suing her. So that has finally come full circle. And the agreed upon amount is $45,000. That's a lot of money. Mm-hmm. And Caroline's been up to her tricks again she's like been selling tarot cards for 15 dollars a piece <laughs> she has been she's bringing back snake oil her little skincare thing she is like you know she does look better i will say she was looking really i think she was using pretty badly or something towards the end like i don't know she just didn't seem like herself and i think now she's just in her grandma's condo in florida but yeah i don't i mean I'm surprised it's that's all that it is, especially after what she did to those floors. Right. Oh, those floors, those poor floors, those beautiful historic floors. I know. I yeah. know. It must have taken a lot of it must have taken a lot of work to strip them. Do you think she's going to pay like or do you think she's going to pay the first one and then basically like go back to her tricks? So I think like by February she does in total have to cough up like 10 grand which I don't think is that crazy of a down payment for her. And I think also Caroline, well, I think one thing that Caroline would be, you know, smart to do is to just sell things like anonymously. Like not everyone needs to know it's your eBay account or whatever. Mm-hmm. She does have a lot of stuff. The more like her stuff is pointed out by her fans, like, yes, it does reach a wider base that way. But like, Surely she has like a friend that she can like call in a favor to and be like, hey, can you just like post this and say that you got it from my like, you know, from this page or whatever. She could do that. I don't know. You know, I don't I don't think 10 grand is impossible for her. I think she can whip up 10 grand if she needs to. Yeah, I think so. I'm unclear on how the the 45 is going to be paid out. I only just saw that one little blurb. I did see something because on the on the Reddit. There was some stuff around the payment plan that was like however much that god what is that i think there is potentially a time limit to it but i can't find the comment but somebody had broken down how much it would be on a monthly basis and i think it was like 5k a month yeah i mean she's not paying rent she's gonna have to be a little bit more lean on certain things right but like i mean caroline's always bought like obnoxiously expensive groceries and stuff like that like that's not so hard to figure out you know how to how to come up with that i wonder if her is she still doing only fans huh. oh there it is yeah god i feel anxious just imagining a mandatory extra payment of 5k i assume they came up with this number based on her access to generational wealth because i can't imagine the average person being able to conjure that amount there must have been some kind of asset disclosure to the court plaintiff because it would be ridiculously irresponsible to just pull a number out of thin air which makes me curious about what she's sitting on i'm wondering if she'd sold her dad's house in virginia 
or not. It seemed like her dad left her with some debt as well. So I don't know. Like, oh. I have no idea, dude. It's, yeah. Pause up for Caroline. Pause up for Caroline. <laughs> is that what you just said? Yeah. Where? What, what does that mean again? Is that like a like Lady Gaga thing? I think it might be. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where it came from myself. It just came from the depths. Yeah, but Caroline, you know, she'll, she'll find a way. When there's a will, there's a way. And if there's one thing, there's, there's, when there's a will, there's a Callaway. Okay? And... <laughs> Oh, that's the episode title, surely. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, sure. Why not? (laughs) But yeah, it's just been like, yeah, she's an interesting, interesting lady. And I do. I'm sorry. I'm never going to like wish ill upon someone, except maybe Couch Boy. But um, (laughs) I hope she's fine. I had this like weird, maybe it's not a weird thought, but about Julia Fox and also (laughs) Carolyn Calloway's department, not so much, but. Do you, did you see that Marie Kondo came out and said that she's not tidying up anymore because she sort of had enough of it? I did see that. And I don't know what to think of it. Because, like, kind of like, okay. who cares? But... Well, she is, yeah. I mean, it was a whole thing. But she didn't have any kids. And then she had a kid. And now she's like, oh, yeah, no, this is impossible. Which was my suspicion about having kids. Oh, I thought she had little girls when she was on, when she had her show. Oh, I don't know. Well, she... I. Mm. Maybe, maybe if she has, maybe if she had kids before and then she had another one and then it was like, okay, that, that this is too many children for me to keep everything tidy. I'm not just folding things into little envelopes anymore. Did you ever notice she was afraid of dogs? Was she? Well, it's just, it's my theory. Like it's, I, I think she's afraid of dogs because she, like people would, you would find out like at the end of the show that like this family had a dog. And it was just not in the house at all. But then she'd be like cats be around. But I think she was afraid of dogs. Oh, that's I my find celebrity. Her incredibly sweet. Oh, so sweet. Like I mean, she just was a really lovely woman, and I really do believe that she didn't come from a place of judgment either. And that's a lot of people will say they don't, but they do. And yeah. I genuinely believe she was not judgmental of. Uh, some of the messages she walked. I don't know. But yeah, I mean, it's strange that, I don't know, I probably just wouldn't tell people if that was me. But I mean, it's, yeah, maybe she's, do you think she, I mean, how could she regret putting out such a good thing that works for so, I mean, that was, that's been life-changing for a lot of people, you know? So there's nothing yeah, to be ashamed yeah. of. You know, a lot of yeah, people just absolutely. aren't taught, like, organization management, you know? It's like a daunting thing for people. And it's not something that a lot of people feel comfortable expressing. And I think the show just did a really good job of making it accessible, you know, something that's so basic accessible, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But, pretty wholesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That show definitely made me think quite a bit. Yes. Especially about consumption. Yes, absolutely. So, yeah. I wish, though, when I worked on that show, Clean House, like one of the things they did that like kind of separated it from Porter's a little bit was that they would make the family like have a basically like a yard sale or something to get rid of a lot of stuff. I wish that there had been more like yard sale behavior on the was it called tidying up? Yeah, yeah. Cause her book was her book was called The Life Changing Magic of Tidying Up. And then the show Tidying Up with Marie Kondo, maybe. But the point of the yard sale thing was always that so like the couple could put more or like the family could put more into sort of like redesign or like things that mm-hmm. work for them. 
I do love that she yeah. also put the container store on blast and was like, stop oh. buying shit to organize shit. Mm. Like she would just say, like, use like shoebox lids and stuff. Mm-hmm. That that was smart. Anyway, yeah. Shout out Marie Kondo. Keep it messy, bitch. You know what I mean? <laughs> So, wait, did you see with Ben Shapiro that, like, he had gone viral a couple weeks ago where everyone was like, slay, bitch, like, because he (laughs) quite clearly had, like, a really heavy foundation and contour on, and yeah. it was it was really just honestly it was like the, it was the beauty influencer effect where it's like, oh, this is what they look like in, like, appropriate lighting. (laughs) He had great eyebrows, though, I have to say. Like, what you know, whatever he was doing in that podcast, I don't agree with this politics by any stretch of the imagination, but I did think his eyebrows looked very good, looked great. He was bronze to the gods. Ben Shapiro is someone that it really is a shame he is who he is because he would be borderline attractive if he was normal. (laughs) Yeah, if he didn't constantly talk about how dry his like his wife's pussy is because he's so unfuckable then yeah sure it's like you know it's all of it with ben but yeah like so (laughs) there's this guy he's like a a plastic surgeon and i I remember seeing him first over quarantine on youtube because it was just one of those things where he was sort of debunking in a similar way to that woman who got canceled for talking about doja cat and like doja really like I don't know. She overreacted, I felt, to like something that was like, I'm sure it didn't make her feel good to see that. But like, you're a celebrity. This is exactly the kind of conversations people are going to have about you. And there's nothing to be done about it. But yeah, he made it. He's one of those guys. And I remember just like laughing when I first saw him because I'm like, it's so absurd to talk about people like that. But he made a comment on Ben Shapiro's appearance because everyone thought like, you know, he must have gotten really insane lip filler that was migrating and the doctor said that actually looked more like a lip implant that was migrating and i don't know why i never noticed or thought of this but does ben shapiro have a fucking lip implant do you know what i believe at first i did too like i believed the hype because when the video started popping up of this little clip of ben shapiro talking with a very bronzed face looked like he's gone in with benefit hula that he had like lip filler in the bottom lip and everyone was making these comments like love this for you like next time put a little like little one mil in the top lip or a little half a mil in the top lip because it's very bottom heavy and it does it's really interesting because it sort of bows underneath the lip in a kind of like it's like a cupid's bow on the bottom lip almost where it kind of goes in at the center and i thought god that's actually kind of a strange way like that is his mouth looks very strange and at first I was like is it because there's a filter on the video or whatever and also interesting that it would have migrated in that way but I suppose you can't really control what happens to filler when it migrates but I having seen this comparison video of Ben Shapiro and Cher who's got who had a lip implant there's a there's some real there's a, a very very similar in the way that it looks and the way that it moves the way that it moves is the most interesting thing. I'm going to send you a screenshot I just found on Twitter from an Instagram account called Ben Shapiro's Bottom Lip. <laughs> <laughs> and Aww. you can see that, like, over the years, like, I mean, he definitely has that, like, puckered, really puckered look 
in some of these That's images. True. But then also there are a couple where he does seem to have been born naturally with a very slender upper or like, you know, just just sort of like not a bad thin mouth, but like no, like in some of these he's really like I mean, if you didn't know who he was, you would think that this is like like a drag queen or something yeah it's interesting it does look like they're overlined and really the only time you don't notice the puckering is when he's like smiling so the lip is kind of stretched tight but funnily enough in that there's one picture where he's smiling and his his top lip is almost entirely disappeared and then the bottom lip is very is very thin too but that's just what happens when you smile but it looks like there's a little there's kind of like two little fat pads almost underneath the bottom lip that are also stretched flat which makes me think that probably not an implant because that would uh, that would be more prominent but it looks like he has the kind of like form there under his mouth like kind of naturally someone else is pointing out that it looks like you got buckle fat removal (laughs) (laughs) okay another one bites the dust i mean i don't know i don't know I don't know also all the, isn't he like orthodox? Well, he's certainly, I think, very conservative. I mean, we know that, but I mean, like, I don't know if he's like, (laughs) if he is on on the kind of like, on the spectrum with kind of like. Well, he's also on the spectrum for sure. (laughs) 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 No, he's. (laughs) <laughs> he leans a little bit more. <laughs> he leans a little bit. Yeah, I think he just leans a little bit more conservative in his Judaism. And I yeah. truthfully don't yeah. know enough about the religion, but I it's just I, I would feel like most and I'm just this is just me throwing it out there. Most like really intense like sort of religious practices would frown upon like you know, serious surgery like this yes yeah is that out of nowhere no 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 i'm i'm at the moment really heavily on orthodox talk and it's like my favorite yeah there's this guy that i follow who also follows me back and i'm like i don't know if you if you're gonna get what you need from me on this particular (laughs) account but i appreciate the like the reciprocation who has who doesn't post videos he just posts slideshows with the music of like food that he eats and he's like this young orthodox kid and like he just it's just like a picture of him with like an iced coffee and then it'll have like music over the top and then effects and it's like my favorite I like I love him so much but he's not really you know he's not really giving me any insights but I also follow a lot of like orthodox women and orthodox families and like they talk about what happens like when they keep kosher when they're away on like vacation and stuff like that it's and I kind of love that that's like the thing that I love most about TikTok is like getting into a little niche like that especially if you're prone to a hyperfixation. oh um, yeah and just getting a window into like a way of life a culture like a kind of people that like you can really spend some time in that you wouldn't otherwise maybe be exposed to in the same way same with the you know the people who live in like the coldest place on earth in siberia like that's my favorite youtube channel right now is this woman who makes videos of like how they exist in the coldest place on earth well the coldest town yeah it seems like hell it seems like hell but um yeah (laughs) well yeah i mean i always like as respectfully as possible i would say that i always kind of treat i always kind of treat like 
the idea of this as a form of tourism. Like, it's like a little bit of like, you're like, you know, yeah. it's like tourism. It's like, I'm taking a peek into something that I normally wouldn't get to see. Like, it's fun to be interested in other people's situations. I don't know. But yeah, God bless him and his... Because uh, it's so intimate. Lip. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it is very yeah. intimate. It's very, very interesting man. You know, I'm always going to give him credit in, th- in that respect where he's a very interesting man. There's something going on with him. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. So big, big old fake lips, Ben Shapiro. So tell me about Jay Paul and Tommy Fury. Oh, my God. I mean, I feel like I've been waiting my whole life for Jay Paul and Tommy Fury to finally fight because the buildup of this fight has been going on for years. So like previously, Jake and our, our favorite boy, our, my personal, my personal favorite boxer, Jake Paul was due to fight Tommy Fury, the brother of Tyson Fury, who's like, you know, the heavyweight champion of the world. Tommy Fury is is not his brother. He is a former Love Island contestant in the UK. And on Love Island, he met Molly May Haig, who was a big time British influencer. They fell in love. They're having a baby. She's prego. She does, you know, she does have vlogs. She's very, very popular. She's kind of like the, she is like the staple influencer. She's had her fair share of little mini controversies, but for the most point, you know, she's very pretty. She's like, yeah, she's the ideal influencer. This fight has has been on the cards for quite some time. It has been kind of, we've almost come up to the wire with it. And both times Tommy Fury has pulled out for various reasons. One being an injury that he says, one, I'm not sure what the other time was, but maybe it was something around contracts or whatever. So there was due to be this other fight, which is in, that's happening in Saudi Arabia in February. I actually put it in the trend lightly calendar <laughs> so that we can all enjoy it. Thank but, um, God. Thank I think you it's so happening. much. February 26th is when it's, uh, is when it's happening. And it's, it, it looks like it's on. So Jake Paul tweeted <laughs> this thing. So like Molly's been pregnant and she's kind of gone quiet on social media and people are wondering, is the baby born? Is the baby not born? There hasn't been a baby born announcement. Jake Paul (laughs) took to Twitter and basically said, Tommy has no excuses now. Baby's born. Money's massive. Immigration, no issue. Tyson promises he and Papa will make Tommy retire from boxing and change his last name. If he can't beat the YouTuber tomorrow, I'm coming to London to look all three furies in the eye and shake on that promise. And the first thing a lot of people did was go, the baby's been born? So it looks like Jake has essentially leaked the fact that Molly May has given birth, one of the most anticipated births in, in our history most recently. So they actually met up in London and did this face-off. And it was like, I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't know what it was for, but I, we included a link to it. It kind of immediately gets into a bit of a scuffle, which I do enjoy in a face-off. I do like a scuffle in a face-off and I like a scuffle in a weigh-in. Those are my favorite two scuffles because I can't do anything. You know what I mean? When they're just kind of pushing. Oh, yeah. No, where they're just like, fuck you. No, fuck you. Like, it's yeah, that's it is. fun. Yeah, to yeah, do that, yeah. You know, because it's just like get a life losers. But no, I really thought that when I first saw this in the doc, I thought that maybe it was going to be a thing where he'd revealed a photo of the baby or something. So thank God it's not that because that actually is like really fucked. But yeah. I yeah. Mean, and I, I guarantee that like. They've got like an okay magazine de- deal for the first pictures of that baby, like in place. And I think there's probably like as all good, like celebrity baby couple kind of 
PR rollout managements are. I'm sure there are phases to this like soft launch of the baby rollout that have been scuppered by Jake even tweeting that she'd had the baby. But yeah, this yeah. is yeah, this is Jake. You know, Jake's got Jake needs to do some work. You know what I mean? But you know, I, I I'm not gonna ever. Um, I I love I love the drama. I live for the drama. So yeah, I don't know, man. This is uh some wild yeah. shit. So. Okay, wait a minute. So what do you think? This is one that's like really, that's really blowing my mind. This this last story we're doing with the YouTuber who like like murder-suicided her parents. Mm. What? It, okay, so what exactly happened? Yeah. I know you're probably smarter and figured this out. <laughs> I don't know if I have. I, can, I couldn't honestly make head nor tail of it. From what I saw, like we've, we've now started to get the videos of this person who was a young woman posting on YouTube about clearly, clearly in the middle of some sort of like mental health crisis, right? The videos have come out of her and she's talking about, first of all, how she's abdicating from the throne, which is very noble of her and a bunch of other kind of stuff. At some point she says she's abdicating from the throne and then she says that she's the antichrist. And then she also says that like Jesus is also involved. So we're sort of hitting all of the main points of like, you know, having a, a pretty serious episode. What essentially was found was that she had killed her parents she had then killed herself and there were contracts that had been signed by her parents where they essentially had agreed that they were you know that that it was consent that it was some sort of consensual killing i don't know how i feel about that because i think i know that like they were probably under quite a lot of duress and it seems kind of odd that it's being I don't know. It's it says it, as a, after a detailed investigation and evidence found on the scene, including communications from the family members, it was determined that the three family members had pre-planned their deaths. I don't know beyond like a kind of side contract what other evidence there is that the parents were also involved in this. You know, like a, a folie de, but it's like a folie trois, I guess, like a shared madness. Yeah. I don't know if it was that kind of thing, or if it was this young woman was was essentially holding them captive and they were signing under duress and then she took their lives like i i don't know because there's not a there's not a whole lot to go on well like what do you think well i mean i'll be real like i yeah i do kind of think that it could be this thing where the whole family is just like mentally ill or perhaps their daughter is that like cunning do you know what i mean like maybe she really got them buying her bullshit and that's something i'm definitely open to as a concept but the letter that her parents wrote or her mom wrote rather she like does i guess at some point hold up a picture of or like sorry like a like the actual the letter that her mom had written being like yep i'm down to do this like if this is the best thing for us where we all, we all agree it did seem like it was written in almost a childlike way like the way that you would if you were trying to, I don't know, like maybe communicate in your own way that you didn't really want to do this. I, I, I don't, I'm very, I don't know, I'm very confused by it. I just can't imagine how else it, it felt like, like Manson-esque or something to me, mm. you know, where it just was like, no, no, you didn't. Like, no, you don't all agree to this. This is like, there's just, there's, no way that you all agree to this. But people be crazy, Tiff. Yeah, very true. And I don't I don't know. 
Like I, I wish I, I wish that I, ha- I had a, I wish that I had a like a more strong instinct about this because I'm, on one hand, I absolutely want to just blame this girl and be like, this is, you know, she must have done something evil here. But people are just also crazy. I don't know. What's your gut feeling telling you? I think that maybe her parents were trying to gently placate her and like maybe like continue with whatever the delusion might have been and probably didn't realize that it was going to end in death. I would I, I it's really hard because I would really like to know just a little bit more context like about this family because it isn't it isn't out of the ordinary that the whole family would be cuz uh, you know you you really don't know what goes on in cl- like behind closed doors. Uh, with certain families like I'm thinking of uh, our lovely one uh Jordan I forget her name who escaped that kind of like evil sort of oh, Jordan Turpin yeah Jordan Turpin like that family were presenting you know pretty to get like those parents were or the dad was at least kind of going to work every day and being fairly kind of together and normal and then obviously doing like horrific things to his kids at night so it is entirely possible that yeah it was a kind of like a shared family kind of toxic strange madness that that happened it's i don't know i really don't know i flip-flop honestly like i'm very 50 50 on it yeah it's it's kind of devastating i i the thing with the turpins too that i often think about he's like how crazy that must have been for their co-workers mm. Can you imagine like you're working like a a respectable job at like a nice company and then it turns out this guy who like you know he looks like he probably was kind of smelly you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, he looks like he was probably kind of smelly, outdated haircut, probably sort of weird. Like, just the weird guy in the office that ultimately his life is maybe boring or something is, like, the right. biggest freak who is torturing his, like, 12 kids at their house. Yeah. Didn't he work for, like, Lockheed Martin or, like, Raytheon or something? Yeah, I think it was something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So there probably is a lot of weirdos in that world. You know, mm-hmm. but yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's kind of amazing these kids like made it out at all, like with no schooling or whatever. Jordan's Jordan's speech is getting a lot better, I've noticed. And even though she is surrounded by like, I know she's surrounded by like, I think she hung out with like James Charles and stuff like that. And that girl, Lauren Gray, who was like the number one person on the app for a really long time. There was that sort of era. She seems like she's grounded and has good people around her. Oh, my God. Tip, I couldn't include this in the episode and it really is a visual thing more than anything. But so I watched Charlie and Dixie D'Amelio on Dave Portnoy's BFFs podcast. And first of all, Charlie's media training is out of control. Like she doesn't even talk like a person anymore. Like it's really it's really crazy. But it gave us like the classic Britney Spears discovering that Ryan Seacrest is straight kind of moment. <laughs> okay. Because Dave is talking about how homie hopper was like how how we never heard the word homie hopper before the thing with, I guess, like Charlie dating Landon Barker and and Lil Huddy wrote a song about it calling him a homie hopper or whatever. But he goes, oh, no, the only other time I heard it was. So did you do you remember that thing where it was like in college football or something where this guy, this one player had started fucking his friend's 
started fucking his friend's mom. And oh, then God. the 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 kid, the friend, started dating the girlfriend that, you know, was obviously cheated on. And that was like, I guess, so Dave is explaining this. And you can just watching Charlie, like, not understand this story and, like, clearly wanting to ask questions. Like, her eyes sort of, like, darting around as she's trying to process what... <laughs> And he's like, oh, with the mom and whatever, like it because it just was so it was such a shorthand of what's clearly such like a borderline Alabama situation. But she yeah, it was mm-hmm. it's a great moment. And I'll put that in our bonus links with a timestamp because it's it was like it was I, I first of all, I was so thrilled. I watched that interview for a variety of reasons. But it was at that moment was like it really was making me laugh. I was dying. So. Yeah. Oh, yeah, do. I want to see that. Oh, I've got I've got one last piece of Charlie news. Oh, you got Charlie news? I've got Charlie news. It's the segment where we talk about Charlie news. <laughs> Charlie is so cool like the British YouTuber had famously a couple of months ago come out as a trans woman after taking a quite a significant break from the internet. Cuz at one point Charlie was the number one like British YouTuber. What kind? What and then kind just of kind of disappeared. Like very vloggy, very sciencey. Like Charlie did a lot of science videos. Uh, was very kind of wholesome. Was part of that like, like kind of Brit YouTube pack. And actually, of they had a, a little band that was called Sons of something. And pretty much everybody else who was in that band like got accused of uh, sexual assault and like inappropriate contact with minors, except for Charlie. And poor Charlie was 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 kind of was the only one who who managed to survive and then then disappeared yeah yeah she came out as a as a trans woman she made her first video as a trans woman like the charlie is so cool like channel is reignited and i think like i mean i didn't i certainly didn't run in the same circles as charlie back in the day but i did know people who knew charlie who had worked with charlie and I think that there was always a, there was always a little bit of a feeling. In fact, a, a former colleague of mine and I were talking about this the other day, that that Charlie seemed quite withdrawn, a little bit quiet, and and possibly a little bit troubled, and and fairly. I wouldn't. I don't know if the word vulnerable is right, but you know, it, it, it always seemed that Charlie wasn't entirely happy from people who came into direct contact with her. So I think that now she lives in Canada and now she's living her truth. And it's like, it's such a, it's such a, it's such a delight to see like someone from the old days, you know, thriving. And that is really nice. I, yeah, you know, I think about it a lot because people act like, you know, there's this trans agenda now, you know what I mean? People are just insane and disrespectful and like literally don't get it because they're not trying to. There's like that. It's just an ongoing issue. But yeah, I, 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 it makes me sad because I think about how many people, like how this has probably always been the case. And like so many mm-hmm. people just are living like compromised lives that maybe they haven't even admitted it to themselves. You know what I mean? I don't think there's this like mass influx of yeah. trans people. I think there's a lot of people who've probably been like suffering for a very long time. And it makes me very sad. Yeah. And now we know? just have better visibility. The thing about Charlie in particular as well that kind of breaks my heart is that she grew up, she basically grew up on the internet as a teenager that a lot of people grew up with her. And I imagine that like additional lens of scrutiny while you're also, you know, probably having quite a challenging time with your gender identity could not have been a particularly helpful lens. So I'm glad that she stepped away. I'm glad that she found a truth. And I hope that there would be a lot of other kids who would have grown up watching Charlie that will 
feel validated and also potentially be able to like maybe feel safe enough to be able to to do the same thing amen sister that's what i want you know will you send me a video yes yeah yeah i'll put it in i'm the gonna link. watch that and we'll toss it in the bonus link as well but oh yeah yeah well guys i think that was trend lightly for this week make sure you check our bonus links as always there's some stories we didn't get to talk about that we wanted to there's a spicy twitter thread in there and all sorts of kinds of stuff but we will definitely be around for you we'll continue to be around and by the way tiffany i think next week is our 100th episode <gasps> oh my god i'm gonna have I a drink know. i know we should we should really yeah, we should be blast. We should be throwing up by the end of the episode. Should we? Let's do that. I would yeah, love let's that. Do that. We'll make a cocktail or something. Okay. All right, y'all. We'll talk to you soon. Be safe. Have a good week. And yeah. We love you. Stick with us. We love you. All right. Talk to you soon. Bye. Bye. Shawty that look like a double G. Every girl in here ten, but it ain't no Tennessee. And you might just get some money, but it ain't no guarantee. Double G's on the left, double G's on the right. And you know I stay in Texas, I don't really like to fight. Like we in 2013, Shawty do it for the vine. Shawty moving real well, I might have to wind it down. Threw the money to the center, now watch it hit the flow. Now rag it up, huh? rack, rack, rack it up, king, bag it up, huh? Stack it up, she said, where you at? Sam Marcus down to Texas And if I drop a pin, best believe that she on the Thought way. she was important, but I moved her right about the I'm way. I'm Delta cheese tonight. Told her, baby, I got cheese tonight. Get a scholarship. I ain't smoking on no TAC, low tolerance. All these ladies telling me I'm finna blow. Like they tell her, shout out TurboTax, tax refund. What's another? Back to quarterback at recess. No rush. You gon' end up like a Call of Duty mission. No rush. This ain't UT, white shirt, orange like a pump. Mama call me, ask me how college is. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available.